you're so mighty, you're so wondrous. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We consider it a privilege and honor to be here tonight, Father, in the house of the living God as temples of the Holy Ghost. Father, we know that it's dark on the outside. We know that Satan's a god of this world and he's doing many things on the outside, but we thank you, Father. We, are, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. And that greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. We thank you. The Word of God says Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy, Satan, and we know the, to this evening. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us, and now we, as the body of Christ, are to be going about in the name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Ghost, doing the works of Jesus, which is to be, de be destroying the works of the enemy. You have called and prepared us for such a time as this concerning these services. We've been teaching and preaching on healing, at times deliverance, but regardless, it's the will of God that we're healed, that we're delivered, that we're free, that we're victorious, that we're over overcomers. And Father, as we see this in the Word, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Tonight, there's to be more action to it than in the teaching series or services, but we thank you the Word's going forth, not just any Word, divinely directed and appointed by the Spirit of God for this group of people to minister to them directly at their point of need. You know what they're facing today? You know tomorrow better than we know the present and the past. So you know the word from your word they need, and I thank you now that as I yield myself to be the vessel you've called me to be, meet ready and prepared for the master's use, as I open my mouth to minister here in a moment, the words that I speak will not be man's plans, thoughts, or ideas, but will be thus saith the Holy Spirit. What you have to say, delivered by the Holy Spirit to me, through me as a vessel to these people, and as they receive this word by faith and even later in this service they'll have the opportunity to act on the word act on the word act like it's true because it is and it'll produce the results father that you so desire by the stripes of Jesus we're healed we're whole we're free in Jesus name we thank you today father for your word we thank you for the Holy Spirit the gifts accompanying the word of God to confirm the word with signs following now is the time, and this is the place, and we're the people. Yes, there's many others as they will and desire and step out by faith, but we have. We trust you. And we say this night, Holy Spirit, say what you want to say, do what you want to do, move as you see fit, in and through us this night to accomplish the perfect will, plan, and purpose. And at the last, amen, we thank you that all is said and done will absolutely result in change lives, but above all else, We'll give you the glory, honor, and praise you so deserve. We thank you, Father, it's done by faith. Right now, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank God for the word. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You can be seated. The children can be dismissed. And if you're with me turning your Bibles to Mark chapter 5, thank God for all that he's doing. I'm excited about the word. If you stay with God, if you get in his presence, and his presence is fullness of joy. You may be facing all hell on the outside, but when you got heaven on the inside, and in accordance to the Word of God, you got all of heaven backing you. No matter what the devil's trying to do, the Word says you've been given. Jesus said you've been given authority, right, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by many, any means hurt you. Now we have to absolutely understand and know how to apply this, right? And we go to Mark 5 because I'm not going to review from last week. Tonight is the healing service where we lay hands on the sick and they recover. You say, do you believe that, Pastor, 100%? Yes, I do. I brought faith with me. Faith in God and His Word to do just as He said. 
We don't have time to be wasting time or spinning wheels, so to speak. We get in the Word first because faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. We got the one with the issue of blood. We looked at this last week. Mark 5, 25. Says, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. It's a bad, bad situation. She had sought help, but did she get any? 26, Mark 5. Suffered many things of many physicians. Had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. So she did all that she could do, all that she knew to do, but did she get any better? Sought help among the doctors and others, got no better, didn't even stay the same, got worse off. Hopeless situation, impossible situation as far as this world goes. But if you go down a little bit further, it says in 28, For she said, If I may but touch the hem of his clothes, touch his clothes, I shall be what? I shall be whole. If I may but touch the hem of his clothes, I shall be whole. Straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Don't you see all these people? See, it's the multitude thronging thee, and saith, Who touched me? What are they saying? Many people touched me. Touched you, Jesus. Many people bumped into you. Many people touched the hem of your garment. He said, no, who touched me? Right? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. The woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. 34, and he said unto her daughter, what did he say made her whole? We looked at this last week. Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now we said, was it truly her faith that made her whole? Now we're, we're fairly aware that Jesus didn't lie. So as I told you last week, we absolutely was not saying that it was not her faith that made her whole, but was it just her faith? We looked at this. It wasn't just her faith that made her whole. She acted on her faith. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. What did we talk about last week? Faith accesses power. The power of God is always present to heal you. Always present to deliver you. To set you free. It's always present to provide whatever it is that you need. And we talked about last week, use this as an example, the switch of faith. And we had Mr. Dustin over here. We had him to switch the light switch. We had him to cut it off to begin with. And I gave the command, you remember. I said, Dustin, flip the switch. I gave the command my part would have been God's part. I'm not God, but I'm to have the God kind of faith of Mark eleven twenty two 22 is correct. Right? Have faith in God. Translated in the Greek means have the God kind of faith. God said, let there be, and there was. We saw that there would have been, in producing light in this room, there would have been three parts. This was last week. You need to get the message if you didn't. I said, I commanded, I said, Dustin, turn the lights on. So I had a part. Everything you need, in a sense, is in the command of the promise, right? God said, let there be. We looked at Jesus. Jesus was the performer or the executor in the earth. We know that. God said his will was for God to so love the world that he gave Jesus. Jesus, 
God was the originator of the plan of redemption. Jesus was the executor, but the Holy Ghost is the power of God, and he provided the power for Jesus to do the work that he did in the earth. And we talked about the only difference now in between this process, who gives the command. See, Dustin had a part in turning the lights on, but what was his part? Even though it was minuscule, not belittling it, it was necessary. Dustin did not create power. So we're trying to create power and figure out how we can do it. Dustin didn't create the power to cut the lights on in this room. He flipped the switch. The power company provided the power. The power was available the whole time. I gave the command. God gives, he gives us promises. He gives the command. This woman run up there and touched the hem of his garment, not just like any normal person, but this was a touch of faith. It was a switch of faith that accessed the power that the Lord Jesus Christ possessed that brought healing to this woman. So I gave the command, Dustin flipped the switch, but the power company sent the power. In your life, we thank God for the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah, we thank God for the Word of God, God's commands, God's promises. But what connects God's promises, God's command, with the power to bring it to pass? The switch of faith. You believing what things soever you desire, Mark eleven twenty four says what things soever you desire, when you pray, what does it say? Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So there was three parts working there. Again, I gave the command. Second, Dustin flipped the switch. He's the performer. And then the electricity brings the light. So we thank God the power of God is available. The power's in the promise, although it's supplied by the Holy Ghost. But what connects you and me to the power of God, and we talked about many people say, well, God's not doing this and not doing that. God's already done all he's going to do through Jesus. It's available now in seed form, promise form in the Word of God. We access it by the switch of faith. That's why people say, I don't know what I'm going to do. They're, they're in trouble. Uh, there's no way I can overcome this. The Bible says, speak to the mountain. It's the switch of faith. Faith in God's Word to overcome any obstacle that you're facing is going to take you up, out, and over, right? And, and we looked at that. Now, uh, this evening, let's go to, this is going to be good too, go to John chapter 2. The first miracle performed by Jesus where he turned the water into wine. You know the greatest argument that there's ever been in the Bible about whether it's fermenting and all this other kind of stuff and drinking and everything else. Well, that's not my message tonight. You can fight over that with somebody else. But tonight we're going to talk about and act on this word. Tonight, this, this service simply, the title is going to be Act on the Word. We saw last week, and it benefits you to go get it, and listen to it. It's on the internet and Facebook and all that as well. But we taught that faith accesses power. There is not a, po a power problem. If Dustin, for any reason, if he just sat there and said, well, I don't know, I'm not going to turn the light on because I don't want to. I'm not going to turn the light on because I don't believe it'll work if I turn it on. I'm not going to turn the light on because I'm waiting on somebody else to do it for me. It wouldn't matter what his reason is. If he doesn't act by faith, there's no light produced even though power is available, right? We're learning how to work with God. As Dr. Hagen always said, find out how God works and cooperate with Him. Work with Him. We find that out from the Word with the help of the teacher, the Holy Ghost. John chapter 2, we're starting verse 1. We talked about faith accesses power. We saw that the power to save, 
heal, deliver, etc. is always available. It's been made available in and through Christ Jesus. We're, again, we're simply learning how to access this power. Faith that does not include action is not biblical faith. Action is required to get results. You know, sometimes you get those, it's usually a bunch of junk mail, but you get those things in the mailbox and they, they do that to try to get you to open it even though it's junk. But it says on the outside of it, action required. Trying to get you to borrow money or do something usually, but it says action required. Concerning your walk with God getting results, there's action required. Right? You must step out and obey God's commands to receive the benefits of His promises. It's very simple, but it's something that's very often overlooked. John 2 verse 1. In the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, do you have a, a want tonight? Do you have a, a lack tonight? Do you have a, a need tonight? Do you have something tonight that, that hurts you or ails you? When they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. So there was want, lack, or deficit of something that they wanted. Verse 4, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Verse 5, this is what Jesus told him, or what she said about Jesus. His mother said unto the servants, this is a revelation scripture that you need. Whatsoever he saith unto you, what does it say? That's the Bible. His mother saith unto the servant, whatever he says to you, how often do we think that we're waiting on God and he's waiting on us? Right? His mother saith unto the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. And verse 6, and there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Seven. Jesus saith unto them, you know, she said, whatever he tells you, you better do it. Do it. Why? Because it's the only way to work. Fill the water pots with water. That was the command. Fill the water pots with water. Now, what if they would have stopped right here? You know, like most people do in church. I'm not trying to knock nobody. But they got excited. Jesus gave us, gave us his word. And they got excited and run around and all this other kind of stuff. Would that have consummated the miracle? Would that have brought it to pass in and of itself? What if they'd have got excited telling everybody, oh, this is going to be great? There was another step that had to be taken for the miracle to be performed. Whatsoever he saith to you, do it. Right? I've seen people do this, but what if they say, so, oh, yeah, thank God, everything's turning around for us right now. It may be in part true, but unless they do, what they were instructed to do, it will not work. They had to act on the Word. Jesus is, was God in the flesh, and He gave the Word. That's the spoken Word of God. And He told them, fill the water pots with water. That was the next step that was necessary. Right? And what did they do? Verse 7, they filled them to the brim. The water did not become wine while they were just sitting there. While they were just waiting. Even after receiving Jesus' word, it took place after they received and began to act on his word. Not talking about money tonight. 
But, but many people say, I, I'm expecting a harvest, and they've not sown a seed. And it's deception. People say, well, I'm, I'm expecting a harvest, and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to receive my harvest, and as soon as I get my harvest, I'm going to sow a seed. That's backward, it'll never work. If you live another 50 years, it won't work. That's not how it works. You reap where you sow. You think about a farmer riding around his farm, waiting on the harvest to come so he could sow a seed. Now anybody in the natural would call him a fool. Have you lost your mind? Sir, you're riding around waiting on the harvest to come up and you hadn't sown any seed. There was an action required. You say, what I need to do? Whatever he tells you to do. And we're going to talk about healing in just a second. But he said, whatever, she said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. People say, well, if it's God's will, he'll heal me. Wrong. We already know it's his will. By the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. We are healed. 1 Peter 2.24, Isaiah 53.4 and 5, Matthew 8.16 and 17. We know Jesus took all infirmities and diseases and sicknesses upon himself. He carried them so we wouldn't have to. You say, why do you keep going at all this stuff? Why do you keep going at on us being blessed abundantly, on us being healed? Because we have to. This is the Bible. It's hard for people to receive because we got so far away from it. The Holy Ghost told me about the message. He said, many are going to say about the message you preach directly from my word that it's a new thing. But it's not. It's just that the church has got so far away from the right thing that now they think the right thing is a new thing. It's not a new thing. It's the uncompromised word of God. Right? It took place, this, this miracle, after they received and began to act on His Word. Now, would it be any different for you and me? My confession about these services, I shared it in the prayer the other night that we had about this service. You can write it down and, and you can say it with me, it's fine. It works in your life too, not just for the preacher. But part of my confession, or the meat of it, there's more to it as the Lord leads, but, but I know in Mark eleven twenty three, the Bible says, Jesus said, you have what you say. You don't say, why is this healing not working? I'm not sure if healing's for today. There's no hope for me or so-and-so. That's the way to stay like you are or get worse. Jesus said, you have what you say. And what should I be saying? What's confession mean? I've got to move along. I know that. But what's, what's confession mean? We're to hold fast to the confession of our faith. Confession means to say the same thing as. Same thing as who? Well, I'm saying what God's Word says. God's Word says, I am healed. Right? So you don't face this and you don't face that? Yeah. Nobody knows, Miss Laura Lee, but it's awesome when you're coming for a, a healing service. And you got a Sunday morning service last week, and then you got healing service tonight. And this past Thursday, I believe, uh, I woke up and felt like I'd been run over by a truck after I gave that message last week. And there was something, and I don't have no idea what it was, that tried to come upon me. I was hot and clammy and sweaty. I had pressure across my chest all the way around. And to be honest with you, all the way to the first of the week, I think it was Monday, when I woke up, the only thing I wanted to do, I had two options. I was either going to get my rear end up and go upstairs and study and pray like I knew I was supposed to do, or get back in the bed. And that's the way I felt. And I'm thinking, that would be real good on Wednesday night. Pastor Jason's supposed to lead the healing service and lay hands on the sick. And they recover, and they say, where's Pastor at? Oh, he's at home sick. That's cute. But I don't know about you, but there's times that I did lay down. And there's times I didn't act on the Word. But I went upstairs at that point. Many of you have exercised this and you already know. But I went upstairs at that point and I got my Scripture, Psalms 103, and starting in verse 1, and I got my benefit package. 
Then I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And I started on Thursday morning. You know how much better I felt Thursday? None. Friday? None. Saturday? None. Sunday? None. I felt like dying when I left church Sunday morning. I felt horrible, terrible, bad. I'm talking about how I felt. And I woke up Monday and it was the worst day. And yesterday, I knew I had a long day. But I didn't say anything else about it. I just kept doing what I was doing because you can lay down. And there's been times I laid down. Or you can act on the Word. But if you lay down, it won't work. And I just kept going. And yesterday was the longest day I had in a week. And and at 10 o'clock last night, I felt better than I did the whole last week. Because it worked. And tonight, there's nothing wrong with me whatsoever. I had an opportunity, just like you will, to lay down and not act on the Word. We looked, like I said, I looked real good having one of you guys fill in for the healing service because I was sick. It's like, man, he's the leader that we've been looking for. Yes. Say, so how'd your healing service go? It went good, but pastor was homesick. That's great. Man, he's got it together, right? You got to work it. And when you begin to act and speak on the Word, I promise you, the devil will show up and say, he's going to huff and puff and blow your house down. He's a liar. You're not defeated. You're not going under. You're going over. When the Word of God's all you have, you got all you need. You're going to make it. And you're not just going to make it. You're going to get a revelation. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. When Jesus was in the earth, He's the performer of these things and the executor of it. But now He's seated at the right hand of the Father. I'm here to do great damage. That's the way we pray for the children. That's always been part of our prayer. They're going to grow up and be mighty men and women of God and build the kingdom of God, do great and mighty things for the kingdom of God, and they're going to do great and mighty damage to the kingdom of Satan in this earth. People say, oh my God, what's my kids going to do growing up in this earth? They're going to walk by the power of the Word and the power of the Holy Ghost and everything the devil brings their way. They're going up, out, and over, or through if necessary. God didn't create you to be a failure. Right? But again, y'all trying to get me to preach, but, but my, my confession it was Mark eleven twenty three. I have what I say. Mark 16, 17, we know is the Great Commission. I cast out devils in the name of Jesus. And then Mark 16, 18, I lay hands on the sick and they recover. Right? And then in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, we thank God the gifts of the Holy Ghost are in operation uh, to confirm the Word with signs following. While the power is absolutely in the promise, power is only accessed or made available when you receive the promise alone. But when you, well not when you receive the promise alone, but when you act on the promise, we must act on the Word of God. Look at Acts 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is so good. See, but I can confess... I have what I say, I can confess, Acts 14 starting in verse 7, I can confess, I have what I say, I lay hands on the sick and they recover, cast out devils in the name of Jesus, and when I'm presented with any of these things, if I don't do anything, what kind of results will I get? So the confession is important, and the believing is important, and we we don't have time to get into it, but, but if we talked about faith, it is surrender, but it's surrender unto God that produces an action. Faith is an action word. It's a verb. There's always action involved in faith. And we just need to listen to the Holy Ghost. We just need to obey what He's saying. Are you at Acts 14? I need to ask you something and don't hesitate. Is anybody in here that's got something wrong with your right shoulder? If you do, slip your hand up. Come here, I need to pray for you. 
Father, we thank you for your word. Now, as I prayed this morning, you said that there would be somebody here tonight that had issues with their right shoulder that had been hindering them, that had been bothering them. And you told me that they would come with faith, and as I spoke the word, the healing power of God would be administered to this shoulder. And then at that moment, in the name of Jesus, that he'd be able to move it. And it is healed and whole in Jesus' name. So, we're going to speak the word, and you're going to act on it, and you got it not 90% or 99, but 100. We thank you right now. His faith is with ours. Our faith is with you. And we speak right now to this shoulder in Jesus' name and command it to be healed now in Jesus' name. Yes, just move it. And praise God, do what you couldn't do before healed and whole in Jesus name the anointing the anointing healed is healed is healed it's done thank you father and praise your holy and mighty name you got it yes God's with us this divine destiny in Jesus name thank you father anybody else we glorify you you magnify and honor you today. You say, is it that hard or is it that simple? It's just that simple that we confess the word, but this is what the Lord said. We're going to step out acting on it. Yes, come on, Mr. Lugo. Father, we thank you for our brother.